Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Welcome to the 15th episode of Interlude Army. Today we'll be talking about August D2, last week's BTS streams, and more. We also had the chance to interview an amazing charity fan base called One in an Army. Let's get it! Welcome to Interlude Army. I'm Roseanne. And I'm Jose. Today we are finally starting our new segment called Army Terms. We're inviting our premium members to join us on this podcast by choosing a word that's Army and BTS related. So they're going to take the word or that sentence and explain it. For example, a chosen premium member will pick a word like no jams or even I purple you and explain this term to new armies or even armies who have an idea about what it means but don't know the exact definition. We'll have them record an audio clip and include that in our podcast. Here's our first army term by Emily. Jung shook when your entire world has been shook to the core by a BTS moment. Yay, thank you Emily. Jung shook. That's a great one to start off for. <laughs> army term segment like roseanne said please don't feel discouraged and send in any other army term that's army or bts related that you think army should learn or have a refresher <clears throat> so how are you doing today roseanne hi i'm doing junk shuck i'm scared that doesn't even go <laughs> <laughs> but the last couple of days have been crazy it will in a good way in this whole army bts world mm -hmm. i mean but other than that, I've been buying more plants. This this plant journey is continuing <laughs> to be continued. But I don't know. Lately, I don't know where you guys are at around the world, but allergy season is basically here. I don't know. When you get older, you develop these allergies that you never had before. And Lord, it's I guess it's a very, very common thing. I, I understand because over here in Texas, it's so weird. Like... Texas weather, I'm sure you've heard of it, and I, I'm mm -hmm. sure a lot of our listeners know about it, too. Like, literally, one day you're in a tank top, the next year you're wearing a jacket. <laughs> like, it's so crazy. So, all of the temperatures, like, going up and down, like, so 
drastically uh-huh. like that affects us like yeah. and especially me too i have like allergies too and so like uh-huh. one day i'll be like oh my god i woke up with like a stuffy nose or runny oh, nose no. and then the next day i'm like okay and i'm like what's going on <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know if it's like that over there in in nevada i mean the weather here i think it's because we live in the desert and we just have a lot of like sand and dust so mm-hmm. i think that's what's contributing to my allergies I, I don't really know what i'm allergic to but but yeah that's growing up sucks i'm just kidding guys no listen <laughs> <laughs> but yes jose how have you been doing um not too good um and you know this roseanne we we've been in touch oh, yeah. uh, but for our listeners i actually do want to apologize because i might sound a little bit weird or like my voice may be a little bit uh, horse uh, i'm going through it y'all just keep me in your thoughts and pray for me i i was worse though so that's a that's a plus i am feeling way better than i was this past weekend like i was going through it this weekend mm-hmm. i didn't know if i was gonna make it for the podcast this week but i'm here thankfully so that's a good sign you know i'm feeling better and um yeah i mean other than that Honestly, nothing else other than August D. I know, right? <laughs> because as soon as I was uh, August D dropped and like I was able to enjoy it, I got sick, and so I'm like I wasn't able to like enjoy my weekend or anything. So I've just been listening to August D ever since his mixtape dropped. I was joking around saying like, "Oh my God, August D took your voice away. You must have he must have been screaming, going crazy." <laughs> You know what? I have something to pick with Yungi. I think he took my voice away. But yeah, guys, that's that's what. Sorry, I didn't even say what I'm sick of. I like I lost my voice this week, <laughs> and so I'm barely getting it back. And um, that, but I'm feeling way better. Uh, but yeah, uh, Roseanne did say that. Like, oh my god, D took it. I'm like, you know what? He probably did. He snatched it right up. Uh, well, I'm glad that you're feeling better now, Jose. And- Glad that Thank you were able you. to pull through, and hopefully you could recover and become one hundred percent better yes. soon. Mm-hmm. I hope so too. Thank you. Speaking about August D though and his mixtape, woo! That countdown. So we finally realized what that countdown was for, yes. and he literally tricked us because it, instead of like dropping it, you know how like it's a countdown, right? So it started off like D seven. <laughs> we thought he would continue with all the way to like D one, D zero. Or, you know, but he literally dropped it on D2, which is August mm-hmm. D2. Smart. <laughs> Y'all got it. Yeah, it is smart because that's what the title of the mixtape is, D2. Yeah. He really got us, though. Freaking Yoongi was all telling us, oh, it's not <laughs> dropping anytime soon. And I know, right? And we actually, like, all, like, all ARMY were on Twitter saying, like, he lied, he lied. But then there were some and I was like, you know what? They're kind of right. Like when the whole V Live happened with RM, where where he stated that we shouldn't expect it anytime soon or anything like that, um, Army were like, "Hey, in his defense, he did say don't expect it uh, tomorrow or today or tomorrow or something yeah, like that." Yeah, yeah. Like he did say that, and I'm like, you know what? Touche. Like he did say like not tomorrow or anything, and so he literally didn't. So he did wait a little he bit did. and then like, dropped it. So a couple of weeks. It wasn't, you know, a day after. It was a couple of weeks. Okay. All right, Sugar, you got us. <laughs> we forgive you. We forgive you. It's okay. I mean, but what was your thoughts on the music video? As soon as it started with the voice of a man and it's like super like stadium-like, like big, huge, like voice uh, came over. I was like, uh-huh. yo, this looks like it's about to be like a movie, <laughs> like straight up. 
I was like, this is some production. And then the temple, the setting, everything, and the outfit. I thought it was a really, really, really good music video. Like, I'm still trying to figure out. I, I don't know if you might be able to answer this for me. But um, if it was like him fighting against himself i think it was mm-hmm. um i think it was like two sides to him um like he was the emperor or the king i guess the one and then he was also the one that like was taken to him uh-huh. but i don't know because at the end well i mean it could be because at the end you know like he shoots the gun and everything and i'm just like oh my god so is he killing one side of himself right <laughs> You know what? There's two interpretations to it, and I I could see it that way because someone did mention that the King Yungi represented the industry, and like you know the the um, higher ups, the people that he's going against, and that the you know the street Yungi represented mm-hmm. himself and what he had to go through, and you know the people who were at the temple that was was also like um you know um, banging their head was a representation of army. And us joining forces with him to take down the industry. That was one interpretation. The other one that I did see on Twitter, this is not my theory, but like they mentioned that it's like his, the king represented himself now. You know how he's like on top of the world, he accomplished Uh all his dreams. But then that street Yungi is kind of like humbling him down, like don't forget where you come from type of thing. Right? You know what I mean? So I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool too. So I guess the two interpretations already is just awesome. I I wonder what it is. Like they fit. Yeah, Yeah, they fit perfectly. The only thing that we got though, because Yungi dropped the behind the scene, the only thing that he really Mm -hmm. mentioned about the storyline was that, you know the butcher in the beginning where he was like, he made eye contact with and stuff. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that that butcher was also the executioner and that they made a pact and like an agreement to be like, girl, you just blew my mind. Yeah, I didn't know that. You you, you mentioned it. And I'm like, yo, I wouldn't have even caught that. But I guess he made it, you know, an alliance. And that's why he was like, ropes were cut. No wonder. Like, even like we both reacted to it, guys, by the way, if you haven't checked it out. Uh, Our reactions are on our channels on YouTube. Uh, (laughs) But um, uh, I do remember... Like, when I first reacted to it, I was like, oh, my God, plot twist. Like, because at the end, it's like, I thought the guy was going to, like, kill him or, yeah. like, decapitate him. But he just ended up cutting the rope so that he gave him the gun and then he shot the emperor. So that was like, what? No. But now that you're saying that's, like, double blowing my mind because that just means they had a pact ever since they saw each other in the beginning of yeah the so everything was planned out so be- all these behind the scenes i always wish that they would like tell us what's really going on because it would be cool if he told us mm-hmm. like what the difference was between you know like king yungi and then the street yungi you know theories are always fun though you know coming up with our own oh but you mentioned though that when he shot the emperor apparently mm-hmm. armies found out that that gun was called colt 1860 army so I don't know if like they intentionally oh. used that gun because it had the, the name Army. I mean, you know everything's intentional with <laughs> Big Hit oh, and you, BTS. Of course. <laughs> of course. Army are so smart like to be able to like find out what the exact gun that he used <laughs> right? is. I, like I'd be like, "What?" <laughs> I don't. Oh, what did you think of um Jungkook and Jin's 
cameo. Wow. Well, it made me laugh because, like, I think that was the intention because even the faces that they were, well, the face that Jin made, obviously, when he bumps into Yoongi, like, when he turns around and he makes this, like, shook face of, like, did you really just bump into me? That, like, made me laugh so much. And then I didn't even realize that Jungkook was right there until they started fighting. Because I was looking at Jin. I was like, oh, my God, that's Jin. <laughs> and then once they started fighting, I was like, he's fighting with somebody. And I paused it. And it was, like, profile. And I was like, that's Junk. Oh, my God. They're oh, I love it. I love the cameo. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to talk on the different looks that he served us. You know what? Yes, he has an effect on me. I'll say it. Yungi has an effect. Mm-hmm. I know I've been denying it, but my denial is basically my ad- admittance of it. <laughs> um, the scar. The scar. I don't know why the scar was like, really? You're going to just add on to his handsome i mean i don't even know how to because like a scar is not really like meant to be there like obviously it means that you were wounded or whatever but i don't know it just added something extra to his look you you know how we joke around and even sugar himself has joked around being like i'm a bad boy you know kind of image but Uh that scar really fits i don't know it just it looks good on him. I know, I know it's it feels weird saying because it's like you don't want them to have like a you don't want him to have like a huge scar like across his eye. <laughs> but it's like since he has obviously it's fake and it's like prosthetic yeah, yeah. or whatever his makeup, but like like it's just like well I mean he still looks good. <laughs> but as far as uh, the mixtape, did you Oh, you posted your first listen. On YouTube, I never got to watch that yet. What did but... I think about the mixtape? It's a masterpiece, <laughs> but I mean, it is Yoongi, so we do know it was going to be a masterpiece. Oh, um, I loved it. It takes you on a roller coaster, but not not like, you know, sometimes like an album can be like, oh my God, there's some hype songs, and then mm-hmm. it takes you like all the way down. Like his was, I wouldn't say it was like mountain like where you're like really really high and then you go really really low i feel like his was like waves of like Uh, feelings and emotions throughout the the uh mixtape like whatever he decided was gonna be track number two track number three like i feel like he did a really good job putting the order i i do have some standouts i love the entire mixtape and maybe this will change later on oh yeah but it still remains as the same as my first listen video where i reacted to the album um, my standard so twenty eight mm-hmm. people, yes, and Han Su. Han Su, ah. But I really do love. What do you think? I feel like I need <laughs> yeah. to drop it. Like it's hot. Yeah. Me. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, especially when it started. What do you think? I'm like, oh, yo, I already love this. Like, it is in my top. <laughs> it is in my top as well. You know, I noticed a lot of people really loved. The song people and i think it's because it's yeah. it's different you know what i mean it's not it's not like something that oh sugar wouldn't do that it's more of like compared to his first mixtape he experimented yeah. a lot more with this and it's like he sings a lot in this mixtape yeah. i noticed that so do you have standouts right now my standouts is dear my friend and what do you think and then also people so oh okay yes. and I, I think it's because 
Well, Dear My Friend, it's another song too that that's kind of like, wow, this doesn't really sound like a song Yoongi would have in his mixtape, but it is. And mm. I guess the message behind it as as well. Those are my standards for now, but it, you know, it's going to always change. I'm, we're still constantly listening <laughs> to the whole album. Yeah. so. But I'm just really happy that with this mixtape in particular, he did experiment a lot more. And we kind of knew that was coming because we've seen how much Yoongi has grown as an artist. And like mm-hmm. how expressive he is, so it's, I'm I'm just really proud. Definitely, but I mean, taking it back to Deshita, we didn't even talk about the song Roseanne. Ooh. We just talked about that music. Video. I know. Okay, okay, okay. Quick. So the song, what do you think? I loved how hype it is. Like already, mm-hmm. I think um, you know, in the beginning, it starts off with that guy singing traditionally, and then it goes straight yeah. into like the modern modern rap hip hop, like Deshita, Deshita. Mm-hmm. So it's it's. I could already imagine, like, if we were to listen to it live, it, we'd just be headbanging with it. You could, oh, my God. You know, it's that hype of the song that we love and we... Ugh. But the lyrics behind it, too, and then this is what I, I guess I talked about in my reaction. Like, I wish I did understand Korean because, you know, his lyrics are always so clever and there's just more yeah. to it. But um, A lot of wordplay. Well, yeah. yeah, a lot of wordplay and meaning behind it. But it made me feel so powerful. Yes, it makes you feel confident. It does. It really boosts you up. You're like, yes. Yeah, like after listening to that song, I just wanted to go out the house and be like, yeah. It's it's a bop. A bop and a half. Let me give it a two bop rating. Like you said, I can see ourselves like headbanging in the concert. Like it's unapologetically like, this is what I got to say. These are straight up facts. I'm talking about me, myself, and I. And I'm not just... I'm not flexing. Like, I, this is all, like, straight up flat facts. You know, I don't need to do flexing. I love that he didn't call... And, and that's why he's a lyrical genius. He doesn't need to call out anyone or any group of people. And he has people shook it. He has people stirred up. He has people talk and mess. Oh, and that's yeah. the power. That's that's the power he has. Like, he literally doesn't say anything about anyone in particular or any group of people. And they got him shook it. And that's the thing. Like... If it if the shoe fits, you know, wear it. That's all I'm gonna say about that. That I was like, yo, he wasn't he wasn't calling out names, he wasn't pointing any fingers mm-hmm. at anyone specifically, but yeah, like I said, whoever fits the shoe, if they feel offended for that person, then um they should really review on why they feel that way. <laughs> but oh I didn't even mention the flow. The flows of oh. his verses. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, I love how diverse he is. A lot of mainstream artists just don't have that type of flow. Like it, it sticks to one type of like rhythm flow, but he knows how to switch it up. He switches it up, yeah. Just wanted to point that out. I love that. I loved it. And, oh, and eighty-four number ones on iTunes, by the way. So yes. good job, Army. Good job. That's that's insane. He's beating that's a amazing. lot of records yeah. with this, and it's a free mixtape. Y'all don't forget to say that it's. Free. They literally gave yeah. us Dropbox links. That's amazing because it's like it's the same with like RM and and J Hope. Mm-hmm. Like these mixtapes are free, and the fact that like we want to support them like by buying it actually, like they are giving this for free, but we're actually you know what? Let's support financially, right. streaming, and everything. So yeah, great job, Army. Mm-hmm. So like literally right after Sugar dropped his August D two mixtape, he decided mm-hmm. to go on YouTube Live. <laughs> They'd be going on late though, so, so I would be missing a lot of these live streams. Yeah. But I'm glad that we're able to like go back and rewatch it. But 
He finally continued his painting while listening to his August D2 mixtape. So, you know, it was pretty cool. But this time around, um, he tried adding the, the waveform. When, and for those who don't know what a waveform is, it's like an image that represents an audio signal or recording. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's just say it didn't really go exactly planned. <laughs> I felt really bad for him too because like, you know, he had the little cutout and he spread the paint. Yeah. And like as soon as he took it out, I guess the paint didn't really stick to the painting and it just looked really messed up. I was like, oh no, I felt really bad. Uh, but you know, he tried teaching us a little lesson. I think at the end of the stream, he was all like, it didn't go the way he planned. But he did mention that something new came out of it. So, you know, yeah. And a lot of people still thought that that was going to be the album cover, but it wasn't <laughs> like he was. He's just like, guys, this is just a painting that I'm working on. It's not my album cover or my mixtape cover but it's like army or smart like we know we have to look at everything so we do yeah we have to you know keep an eye out on for everything anything is possible at this point you know how we have that theory too that maybe it might be something included in their upcoming album i mean oh, that could yeah. be another option that as could well. still be mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah because we don't know like um what final outcome of the painting will be or True. that he inst intends it mm -hmm. to be so we still don't know if like this could be inspired by the new album in ah, some way so i mean anything right? can happen really can even maybe like the color themes but remember shiga is in charge of the mm. album design there you go yeah. so you you know i mean we're just trying to connect things and might not even connect but you know so not only was he on another youtube live stream but he also had another Sugar FM on V Live. Like, yo, he's really, really active. I know. And uh, <laughs> this time, his special guest was J Hope. So Yay. we had soap in the house. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> Did you see? I, I low key like. I wish I could be very confident in doing challenges because I think I only did like one. Or two, two challenges. But it was very hard for me to like get up and learn it or do something, you know. Uh -huh. But J-Hope and Shiga recorded a hashtag Dechita challenge on TikTok. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's literally just headbagging moves. But did you... I know, see, right? <laughs> did you see like other people's like interpretation and their versions of that challenge? I saw a couple and like I said, ARMY are so like smart and talented because right? it's like... To be able to, like, make... I wouldn't be able to make up, like, a whole little choreo for the song. Like, I'm not that talented. I'd be just headbanging and, like, That's moving it. my arms in some type of way. Or I don't know. I'd be like, I can't do no innovative moves like that. Right. But um, I did participate in the chicken noodle soup challenge. Oh, yes, Jose. I and guess. they liked it. I was like, OMG. But, I mean, that's just... Because mm. I, I heard you say that you've only... Done it twice, I and I've only done it once, and it was for the chicken noodle soup. No, but that's crazy though. I love, oh, yeah. If you guys didn't know, um, Jose posted it on TikTok, his challenge on TikTok, mm -hmm. and they liked it. That's literally the only video I have. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth it though, Jose. It was worth it. So the first challenge I did was for J Hope's baseline, which um, an army did a choreography to it, and then like I basically just followed the choreography. And the second mm -hmm. one was to for Idol, cause. 
they announced that they wanted people to send their clips of dancing and stuff like that to yes, idol for the army version yeah and so i was like go yo that's cool i'm like you know what let me just get up and try for those who didn't know i was very surprised when they when they posted the Nicki minaj idol version i people were like tweeting me where's that you're you're in it. You're in the music video. Yes, you were in it at the end. But that's yeah. So it's really cool though, Jose. Like I'm so happy for you because just that feeling of knowing that they acknowledged you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> we totally went on a tangent. But... We went on a tangent. Anyways, oh, <laughs> some of the Tachita challenge that I saw, like people were headbanging, but every time they would headbang, their outfit mm -hmm. would change. Oh and my god! I thought that was really cool, and they added like the little scar on their eyes. I'm like, Jesus. what, girl? Yeah. I would not be that smart. I'd be like, uh, right? this is all y'all getting one look, and... <laughs> just a headbang, and probably a sharpie going across my eye. <laughs> A couple days after, Jin and RM hopped on VLive to stream. And it's cool because all of these VLive streams have been like activity based. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it kind of keeps us motivated and probably gives us ideas on like during this lockdown or quarantine, like, oh, I could do this too. Did you see what they were coloring on? I've never done that before, but it was like a scratch coloring book. Scratch it and the colors will show. So it's like one of those, uh, you know how they do some for like kids like Crayola has those markers where like it doesn't work on anything else except the special paper and like whenever you yeah. color it reveals what it is <laughs> it kind of reminded me of that not saying that they're kids I'm just saying that it reminded me of that one thing though that stood out particular in particular was um, they mentioned that they were they filmed something until 4 a.m the other day yes what do you think it is <laughs> watch it just be a commercial like, it's not, it's not even, like, anything related. <laughs> I mean, it, it could be because they have partnerships with, like, companies and stuff. But if it was something related to, like, their work, like BTS, maybe mm -hmm. it's something for Festa that's coming up. Or <gasps> oh, yes. something for Bam Bam Con The Live. Or another meeting. Who knows, you know? Like, ah, It could be anything. There's, it could be anything. So Jin wasn't just on Live with RM. He also had his individual YouTube stream. So uh, what Jin was doing, he was practicing playing piano. And uh, well, I, w I thought it was cute because when he would like um, make like mistakes here and there, like he would keep saying sorry. And <laughs> yeah. it was like, oh, no, like you don't have to apologize. Like you're doing great. Like I'm sh you play better than me. Right? <laughs> like I don't even know how to do anything. But anywho... <laughs> During the stream, though, he did finally mention what he was in charge of. Because you know how um, every stream, the members would say, I'm in charge of this. So mm -hmm. Jin said that at first, they were going to have him like manage the costuming, the costumes. But he said he didn't really feel confident. And I'm assuming this is like the outfits for like the music video or even the photo shoots. I'm not exactly sure what he meant right. by that. But, you know, one of those things. So he didn't really feel confident. So he, he instead he wanted to help Yoongi with the album design. And so that's what he's in charge of right now. So I can't wait to see what Jin and Yoongi put together. So we have no idea. I wonder if they're going to continue these live streams and show them creating the design. Do you, Or what do you think? That would be cool. But yeah. That's kind of like exposing their work. Or, you know how like I, you know I would think that 
they don't want to expose too much because there are like competitions. Gotcha. Already. Yeah, like like it would be it would be cool, but maybe it would be like giving too much. Cause not only because it's like uh, for army, it might be like oh we we might spoil it. It might not be that exciting once we do reveal mm-hmm. everything. But obviously business wise as well, like they might like you said they might not want like other people like. Uh, copying them or like taking ideas from them you know because at the end of the day they're still artists you know they they don't want to uh have their work plagiarized in any type of way um what i did uh what's interesting is that like i wonder like what made him like feel like not confident for the costuming you know the only uh, thing that i thought maybe could uh, make him feel not confident enough for the costuming was maybe um like you said, it could be for the photo shoots. It could be for the music video. But I also thought maybe the costuming, he also has to be in charge of, like, the wardrobe for performances um. and um, interviews, maybe. Or, like, maybe a type of, like, VCRs or stuff like that. Like, we don't know if it was specific to one thing. Or maybe mm-hmm. they wanted him to be in charge of, like, the whole department of costuming. And maybe he's like, wait, 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 wait a minute. Like... I might not be able to do this, like, all of what you want. Um, so let me just help Yungi instead. But we don't know. Maybe maybe he still might, like, you know, like, have some involvement with the costume. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because isn't costuming and stylist different? Because we know that RM and J-Hope are in charge of, like, the styling. So it's right, different from yeah. costuming. So, you know, you know, we're still learning about these departments and stuff, but... Yeah. You're right. I like now that you bring it up like styling is basically what goes with what, you know, like what's the entire look? Mm-hmm. Like uh, with the hair, the accessories, uh the shoes, the uh, maybe the makeup as well or something. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what all styling is. Obviously the clothes too, but um as far as costuming goes, maybe is the creation of those clothes. Ah, like the theme, the concept. He has to come up with like the main exactly main. so like so for example it would be like Jin uh draws or comes up with a presentation of like these are the themes or concept um this is the mm-hmm. type of jacket pant shirt w- shoes whatever and then they make it and then uh j-hope and rm are the ones who put it together as in like okay v's gonna wear this jungkook is gonna wear this this goes with that you know what I mean? I can see how that's overwhelming for him, but we, we'll see, like, if he still decides to play a little role in it or how this is all going to work mm-hmm. out. But, you know, like, it's always the way Jin, like, dresses people. Because um, I think it's, he mentioned about Spinebreaker, how he was, like, the, the costuming for Spinebreaker. Yeah, like, yeah. I love how open and free and even how he dressed himself, like, during trips, like, at Malta. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, in Malta. Yeah. It's always fun. And uh, maybe he just... He he likes doing it for fun, but maybe if it's like a a managing thing, it's just overwhelming, and that's totally understandable. You know? Got you. Mm-hmm. Like maybe he's like like is like so relaxed and stuff, but then he's like thinking as far as business wise and stuff. He's like, you know what? Let me step back yeah. for this. Like, yeah. let me let me not take on it and just help out with Yungi and the album design. Which, by the way, that still is a lot like the album design because that's another visual aspect of the project well regardless of what Jin decides to do i know he's going to do an amazing job and i hope like him helping mm-hmm. or being a management or managing something will help boost his like uh confidence, confidence yeah so yeah. he'll do amazing though we already know that 
So those were the updates we had for today, guys. Let's start our favorite segment, Love Army, Yay! where we read letters written by you guys. If you want to submit your letter or voice recordings, please email them to interlude.army.podcast at gmail.com. Don't feel discouraged if we haven't read your letter yet, because we could always read it in our future episodes. Keep sending them through, you guys, because we love reading your guys' letters. And hopefully you guys enjoy listening to these letters as well. And this brings you encouragement and strength. So, Mm -hmm. we're reading one letter today from Rara. Hello, Roseanne and Jose. Greetings from Indonesia. Hope you guys doing well. It took a lot of courage to send this letter to you guys since English is not my first language. But I really want to share my story of how I became an ARMY. It's kind of ironic considering I used to dislike BTS and wonder what makes people love them. I was introduced to BTS Universe around October 2019. That time, I made a friend during a drawing workshop. Soon I learned that she is into BTS and she makes fan arts. Oh, her Twitter account is hatsugi8, H-A-T-S-U-G-I-8. Naturally, I was amazed by her fan arts and I was inspired to make one myself. One drawing leads to another. I started to draw V because he always caught my eyes. And then I draw Jimin, then J-Hope. I kept wondering, why are they all so strangely aesthetic? Then, because a small curiosity, I started to watch their music videos. I remembered the first music video I watched was Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Pangtan Bombs, Theory Videos, Bon Voyage, and some episodes of Run BTS. Their storyline from Pangtan Universe intrigued me so much, I can say that Roseanne's theory video about the note storyline makes me want to know more and more about them. It's just too addicting. One day, I got caught drawing Jimin's face during class by some of my students. They went fangirl mode and screamed at my ear. (laughs) Soon, they filled my notifications with BTS trivias and contents I've never seen before. I never know that standing BTS can help me to form such a strong bond with my students like that. I am a baby army, but I can feel that their energy, their music, and their positivity are able to make me start again something that I've lost interest in, like drawing, losing weight, and singing. This year, I had my first comeback, and I can't help to feel excited each day. Waiting for new contents, it feels like I have something to look up to again. I started to understand why a lot of people around me adore them so much why they want to protect their BTS from haters so bad, which I failed to understand before, but now I can say proudly that I am an army too. That I also will fight for my boys because I love them so much. That's all for me. Thank you so much, Roseanne and Jose. I will always look up to your podcast and videos on YouTube. You guys are my favorite content creators. Oh, oh my god. Thank you so much, Rara. Thank you, Rara. Wow. It's so interesting to get people's stories from, mm-hmm. you know, before they got into BTS. And it's it's just amazing to see how much BTS has inspired them and transformed them and changed their mindset, you know? Exactly. Like thank you so much for being so open and like admitting that you actually didn't like them you didn't understand why people mm-hmm. like them and then like you totally switched it around but like you know what i love them now <laughs> so yeah thank you so much for being so open again to every one of you that have sent 
your letters like you guys don't have to and the fact that you choose to be so open with us that it means a lot to us so thank you so it much it really does thank you and thank you for supporting our channels as well not just the podcast that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> yes Sarah. that all the way from indonesia as well that's just mind-blowing <laughs> are you listening to this episode on himalaya if you are, congratulations because you're already using the best new podcast app out there. Not only does Himalaya have tons of cool features like curated podcast playlists and collections along with personalized recommendations, but our brand new members-only version of this, Interlude Army Plus, is only available on the Himalaya app. When you become a member of Interlude Army Plus, you'll get all ad-free, exclusive episodes, giveaways, and more. You'll even get these episodes a day early. And the best part is, Interlude Army Plus is available for just $4.99 a month. So download Himalaya and join Interlude Army Plus today. Welcome back to Interlude Army. Today we have a special guest joining us. We have a member of a BTS Army monthly charity program called One in an Army. Please welcome Erica. Hi. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Erica. Okay, um, I'm Erica. I am one of the members of One in an Army. We are, as far as we know, probably the only specifically charity-focused BTS fan base. So we work with ARMY all around the world, and we set up our uh, projects by doing one project every month. So we're, we support one charity every month, and we encourage armies to support it, and uh, we send the thanks to BTS, and we really involve ourselves in doing good in bts's name and that's basically what we do so we've been on operation for about two years now a little over two years and uh, we are currently working on bts's uh anniversary project wow no that's awesome like first of all i want to thank you guys so much for taking the time to join us in today's interview but also thank you for you know you guys have been working hard to create and promote all these charities from around the world. And that's insane because it's really amazing to see all these armies come together to accomplish all these amazing things. And and it makes others realize that I noticed that you guys mentioned this on your website that even if you could only give a small amount, just giving anything, even if it's small, can create a substantial impact when we all work together. And it was just really awesome to see that because I know um, armies always worry about I can only do this much I can go only give this much but it like us coming together really makes a big impact so it's awesome that you guys are doing that so. yeah yeah um you know we we at some point we realized that we are such a huge and powerful force together and mm -hmm. um you know I mean when before we started we had seen armies doing like incredible things just independently like I mean, even things like the Times Square billboards for their birthdays and, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, huge, immense um, projects that were done by one fan base or another. Um, and mm -hmm. even the silly things that we've done, you know, like we were just selling out things in minutes. Um, <laughs> like, I always use this example. I know it drives my uh, the other members of the team crazy, but I it, it, it's what struck me because this is something that happened just before we started. And that mm -hmm. was, um, it was Yugi's birthday. And, uh, you know, there, there was a little recording that they put on Twitter and uh, where uh, I think it's Hobie and someone else and they were bringing him a cake. And in the bottom of the screen, there was a little rug with a cat on it. Do you guys remember the cat oh rug? Oh my God, yes, that cat rug. <laughs> The cat rug. And not only did 
army find the rug, the seller, sell it out, break their website, and their entire Twitter was filled with cat rug memes within <laughs> just like, and you could barely see it. It was a little thing in the corner of the video and someone pointed it out and it just blew up from there. And I remember just laughing so much that day and thinking, wow, the power of this fandom. It's amazing. Right. And so um, I think around that time, uh, you know, they had just launched the UNICEF project as well a couple of months before that. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of different factors came together and, you know, um, we started thinking, you know, I mean, each, you know, armies individually started thinking mm -hmm. about how incredibly powerful this fandom was and how okay. we could focus that energy in positive directions. And so um, when someone made um, made a tweet kind of asking for help in um, in Syria uh, for a project mm -hmm. in Syria, a lot of us, you know, just kind of jumped on the thread and we're discussing it and how great it would be to focus this this power into really doing something positive in the world in BTS's name. And so that's how that um, that's how that got started. And what you mentioned about people being able to give only one, you know, one a little bit, um, and even if they can't give anything, I mean, the immense power of all of us together multiplies any one person's contribution immensely. So oh, yes. um, even if someone only had one dollar to give, that's one dollar in the sea of thousands of army dollars, you know, mm -hmm. and that all builds up. And so that's why we kind of built that model, because we know not everybody is able to, you know, give money, donate money. We know not everybody, you know, always has the capabilities of each other, but working together, even if they're doing something like sharing the project so that other armies can see it and they might contribute um, and just encouraging one another. You know, all of these things have an impact and we've seen it have an impact not only on um, the people that we've assisted, but also the organizations have been so incredibly grateful and blown away by ARMY's power and ARMY's spirit of giving and, and all of that. So it's really amazing so, to watch. No, it really is. And like you mentioned, for those who are listening, if you're not able to give, even just sharing that post or sharing that news brings awareness to other people who haven't seen that yet. So, uh, and the fact that we are able to put our um, focus on something very positive, that's awesome because we need that. <laughs> we need all the positivity. But like when it started out, um, how many of you guys first started out and like how many people are working on one in an army now? And it's all volunteers, I believe, right? Oh yeah, we um, we have a strict policy against any you know taking any compensation, or um, we have a strict policy over touching money whatsoever because that's just a minefield that we did not want to get into. So basically, mm. what we do is encourage people. We connect Army to the organizations themselves. So we're all volunteers. Um, you know, some of us are in school, some of us are working. You know, we're all dealing with this current situation in the world right now. Um, but uh, when we started, I guess there were maybe about 12, around 12 people initially that got um, involved. And I think of those 12, there's maybe four of us from the original that, that are still in it. And then everybody else is new. And we may have about 20, 25 people now. And um, we've organized ourselves into like teams to handle different parts of the projects. So we have um, our outreach and research teams. Um, 
So, you know, that will research the organizations, check and make sure that they're legitimate, see what they're doing with all their funds. Um, and then the outreach who reaches out, emails, you know, contacts people. Um, and my favorite is the design team who makes all of our glorious, gorgeous posters. I'm such a big fan of theirs and their talent. Uh, I cannot uh, have any kind of talent like that. I'm a strictly stick figure person. So every month I'm like, oh my gosh, what did you guys make? It's beautiful. <laughs> and then we have a team that handles our website. And then we have a team that um, manages the, the map. And uh, I think that I got pretty much, that's pretty much everybody. So um, we, we, we've organized ourselves that way. So whatever mm -hmm. we are able to, you know, most of us will at least give a couple hours per day to come in and, and you know, work on whatever projects that we're, we've divided the work up into, into um, sections. And we work on what we can and we make something happen every month. Wow. That's, no, that's really amazing. But to you guys, or to you personally, what was the most rewarding aspect of this fan base? Oh my gosh, the most rewarding aspect. Um, I really, I mean, I really am so just blown away by how much, you know, love and support and, you know, like a family spirit there is in ARMY. I mean, seeing everybody encouraging one another and seeing everybody so happy at seeing the effects that we're able to create. Because one of the things that we make sure to do is to have a report at the end of every um, campaign. And we mm -hmm. go back and we tell everybody what we accomplished. And one of the things that we specifically don't focus on, I mean, we always report how much money was raised, but we really don't focus on raising money. We focus on the impact that we have made by contributing to this program. So we always ask the organizations, what does this money provide? What is it going to do? How many people is it going to help? And that's the information that we report back. And so when armies see these reports and they are just so happy at seeing how many lives we've changed and the sorts of things that we can do together and um, changing the, the, I guess, you know, there's a lot of stigma on the internet, especially oh, yes. for, you know, um, ARMY and, <laughs> um, you know, fans of other Korean, Korean groups. And um, mm -hmm. so people really feel that gratitude because some people get caught up in that kind of negative side of things, you know, maybe they're okay, following yeah. people and they just are constantly seeing nothing but the drama and the fights and things like that. And mm -hmm. so sometimes when people are first introduced to our projects and seeing how this side of army and this is what army is really about and this is what army truly does and this is how we come together and you know those like 20 people over there that are constantly fighting are not representative of the fandom this is what's representative of the fandom you know because oh, this yeah. is what you know bts themselves have made an example of um you know, giving back and giving back through their music and giving back through charity and just, you know, supporting one another. So um, emulating that is something that ARMY really does. And so seeing people become so overwhelmed and grateful to find this out this side when all they've been seeing, you know, I guess when they first come in, they might have just gotten down the wrong road of, you know, drama and things like that. <laughs> And starting to lose hope and, you know, oh, I don't want to, you know, I'm, I'm not sure I want to be associated with anymore. And seeing that renewed faith in ARMY and, um, 
and all the love and all the support that goes around that's what's really gratifying for me particularly oh yes oh that's no and that's one thing i want to mention too it's like the negative people could always be the loudest as well and um and they've already mentioned that a lot of us as humans we react to negative stuff mm -hmm. right away which is why the news is always filled with negative things you know what i mean because we react to it, our body reacts to it but they don't realize like like you mentioned army there is a huge side of army where it's all about love gratitude giving mm -hmm. and i would wish that a lot of us would focus on that more and it's that's why you guys are really helping us uh helping gather all these armies that really want to help and i want us to focus more on positivity then you know don't fall for all the negativity on the timeline if you do <laughs> see negativity you know what you mean but what is the biggest obstacle that you guys have faced so far um you know when we were first starting out there had been a lot of i mean we 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 definitely weren't the first armies to think of doing charity projects i mean you know mm -hmm. the especially on the boys birthdays and especially once they stopped accepting gifts and armies really wanted to express you know our love and gratitude and support for them in other ways and so this concept of taking on their example by giving to charity it's not something that we invented obviously but um you know at the time there also was a lot of um like people that would come in and see this massive force and try to take advantage of it and coming in and you know so there were scams going on and things like that and it was really like it, it the trust factor was difficult and so what that's that's another reason one of the first things that we did was make a no handling money policy um because mm -hmm. we wanted to ensure that you know anything that people donated is going directly to the charity it's not coming through us whatsoever we don't even share um projects you know that people um you know, run GoFundMe pages and things like that. Some of them we would love to share because there are amazing projects out there, but to keep the security and the integrity um, of trust that we've, you know, built up, we have to draw the line at not sharing things that we cannot verify that is going to a legitimate organization that is legitimately uh, doing the work that they said they are. So um, overcoming that was, was one of the first things. Another thing that kind of lingered for a long time is that that we've been working on trying to trying to get people over that hump is what you mentioned earlier is you know no matter what little amount people can give you know some people they would feel bad they're like i you know i i want to help but i i only have this and i only have that and i could only give this and they would feel bad and we would feel so bad that they would feel bad and we're constantly like trying to overcome that it does not matter if like you know even even if you only had a penny like some of these organizations you know, they, they have a minimum because they have processing fees and things like that. So usually mm -hmm. we try to keep it around a dollar, US, US dollar, um, if possible. Sometimes it goes up to like five or something, depending on what platform they're using. But even if someone only had a penny and they wanted to give that, even if they couldn't, that sincerity and that desire to give that is the most important thing, you know, and the fact that they would want to you know, help in any way they can and share it and things like that. So getting people past the idea that you have to give a lot of money in order to make a difference was a kind of a big hurdle. It still comes up, but not as much anymore because I think we've okay. really kind of 
nailed down the message of the money is not the important thing, you know? It's the fact that we're doing something together and, you know, those who can give it can give it. And those who, you know, can contribute in another way can contribute in another way. So um, that that was that was um, a, a bit a big hurdle, because a lot of times you see like fundraisers and charities and things like that. They focus on the money and they say, we raised, you know, five thousand dollars for this. And this person gave five hundred dollars. And that's so oh. amazing. They're the best person ever because they gave so much money. And so we really wanted to take that focus away from the money and uh-huh. put it on the intent, the sincerity and the working together, you know? And so uh-huh. anybody who gives a dollar is as much, anybody who didn't give a dollar, but shared it is as much an important part of this process yes. of army making a difference in the world as anybody else that gave a hundred dollars or something, you know? <laughs> And That's so awesome. um, changing that kind of, you know, getting getting over that mindset, because that that's sort of something that, you know, you see in a lot of organizations. They focus mm-hmm. on how much money can we raise, how much money, 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 you know. And so it ends up with people feeling bad. I only have a dollar. I, you know, I can't really contribute that much. I'm not doing that much, you know, and it, that's not true. You're doing a heck of a lot. So oh, yeah. um, I'm really I'm really happy that now, um, you know, I think that that people are really starting to latch on to that message and feel valuable in whatever way that they contribute to any campaign. Out of all the projects, you guys have been around for two years now, I believe. Two years? Wow. that's I mean, in the whole two-year span, I know there was a lot of projects, but what are some of your favorite projects that you guys have worked on? Oh my gosh, this is such the hardest question <laughs> because there have been some amazing ones and some of them were amazing because of what we accomplished. And mm-hmm. I have to say one of my one of my still favorites was one of our earliest ones. I think it was July in our first year. We started mm-hmm. um we started the project in uh March developing um, the the project, and then our first campaign was in April uh, 2018. So mm-hmm. now we're just past April 2020. So we're just about two two years and a month and old. And um, and so our one of our first projects was in July with a, an organization called Thirst Relief. And uh, that kind of sticks in my mind a lot because I feel that it it is one of the most long lasting impacts that we had because what Thirst Relief does is it provides um, water filters for people that are living in areas that have no access to clean water. And so, um, you know, the water has a lot of like parasites or, you know, it's just unclean. It's coming from unclean sources and because of that, people are not able to, you know, they're constantly getting sick from the water. You know, the sanitation is a problem. And, um, you know, sometimes they can't work. They can't go to school because they're constantly sick from the water. So they provide these biosand filters that mm-hmm. um, will take all the pollutant out, out of the water and provide safe water for families. Now, the reason I like this um, this campaign so much is the amount of impact now you have to realize we were still only about two months old at this time. So we were still like kind of a tiny little thing. And, um, but we each biosand filter can filter up to, um, uh, can provide for a household of up to 10 people, you know, their mm-hmm. daily needs and it lasts for 25 years. Okay. So, and they're about, um, they're about, 
at the time it it was about a hundred dollars to produce one they're very you know not not high tech you know um but they're very very effective and so what we did was we raised about 30 um enough for 30 filters and so if you think about that that's 30 filters each one is good for about 10 people so that's 300 people for the next 25 years that they will have clean water and they don't have to worry about constantly being sick from you know typhoid and all kinds of things from Mm -hmm. um the the diseases that were that are in the water so i mean at that time i mean that means someone could be born and grow up to be jungkook's age and never have to deal with that problem in their family that wow. they had. like i mean it was mind blowing yes. you know when we when we sat and thought about the effect that army had for all of these people not only that but they sent us pictures of the families that got the filters and everything <gasps> so, so we cool. were able to share those and i mean it was it was absolutely incredible so even though that was one of our earliest campaigns it sticks out a lot for me um another one uh that really has an ongoing effect um there is an organization called gum uh which Mm -hmm. is korean uh for dream and uh we did that one for jungkook's birthday projects in the first year and we've really had a great relationship with them ever since i mean even recently they hosted a game night for people that have been supporting them and they invited um army to come along because we had supported them so much like over the the course of the last couple of years and um during that campaign uh they support uh orphanages in korea so they're based in the u.s Um. but they support orphanages in korea and um they uh we armies raised for uh two uh two semesters of college scholarships for two of their um, scholars and one year of a preschool scholarship for um, for one of the younger children. And he was so adorable. Oh my gosh, we had a picture of him and he had the cutest little chubby baby feet. And I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) he's Army's baby right now. Oh my gosh, it's so (laughs) So, good. Yeah, so so that that was something. And, you know, so we still have a really nice ongoing relationship with them. And, you know, when something's going on with them, they will reach out to Army and, um, and, you know, make sure that they know that we're friends, they're friends of army. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's great. It's, it's really great having that, um, that relationship. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there, there are tons more I can think of. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm sure. I'm yeah. Sure. But those, those are some of my personal favorites because of the, um, the early and long lasting impact of those. So I like them a lot. No, it's really nice to hear about a couple of projects that you guys have worked on and just the impact that it has created. So we can't wait because there's more projects going on. But are there any ongoing projects and charities that you would like to share with us and our listeners? Um, yeah, so um, we just completed a project for... Um, you know, once the, the COVID-19 uh, situation hit, that kind of became the foremost concern for a lot of people. And so since it was our anniversary in April, the anniversary mm-hmm. of our first campaign, um, what we did for that was to revisit the organizations that we've worked with in the past and mm-hmm. to see what they are doing now that, you know, COVID-19 is an, an issue and seeing that they need support because, you know, some of them, are not even able to operate because of the situation. And so they've had to like revamp their entire um, programs and everything. So 
we revisit a whole bunch of those organizations and not all of them are dealing with things like, you know, I mean, the obvious things that people need medical supplies and food supplies mm-hmm. and things like that. But there are also things like, for instance, um, an organization called CHAP, which is the Children's Healing Art Project. Uh, mm-hmm. They would go into hospitals with children that are in long-term hospital care and give them art projects, you know, art therapy and things like that. Wow. Now the children, since the COVID-19 hit, and they're obviously extremely high risk, they're completely isolated from their family and nobody can come visit them and things like that. Oh so now gosh. CHAP has to find a way to get the projects to them without causing them a risk. So they uh, put together mm-hmm. a whole thing of sending them like kits and working on you know um, online projects and things like that. So mm-hmm. those sorts of things that people don't normally think of that were a result of COVID-19, not just the medical supplies, but... Things like isolation, um, mind leaps in uh, is uh, does dance school programs with refugees, and mm-hmm. um, you know they can't do those either. And also they employ the refugees as the teachers for the the projects. They train them and employ them, and so that is their only means of employment. So now they need to be able to support their their staff um, during this time. So. Those kinds of things that, you know, are like the lesser known um, effects of yeah. uh, COVID-19 on these projects. So we supported that. And then um, now uh, that project has just completed. But of course, as always, our projects are always open. You can always find the links We're you know, like we ask them, can we keep it open? Because people will find this months later and want to support one of these projects. Mm, yes. So um <laughs> So all the projects are, you know, we have special pages for Army to donate and they are um, always open. And um, now uh, that that project is completed, we are working on the BTS anniversary project and it's called Seven with Army. And uh, it consists of seven different projects. And this is probably the biggest thing that we've worked on so far because we are collaborating with at least 30 maybe close to 50 fan bases. Wow. Um, <laughs> and actually, disclaimer, as of right now, they have close to 80 and possibly more fan bases that joined in. And so uh, what we're doing is we developed seven different aspects of the project. And so they have things that any of the fan base can take, you know, aspects of them to do. So... Mm-hmm. Um, there is the donation um, aspect, uh, which is, excuse me. Yeah, there's a do- donation, uh, the charity donation. I'm just going to run through them really quick. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, there's donating part of you, which is uh, like if you want to give blood, donate hair, things like that. Oh. Um, in certain areas that, that can do that, like not everybody can do each part. So mm-hmm. whichever ones think that they have local resources that they can do. Um, and then there is, let's see, there's the free rice, uh, game, which is, um, the Ann Pan Van Ver- Journey. Um, and that's a game just to, um, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with free rice. It's, it's, uh, generated by the world food program and it, they run on advertisements. So you play a little game and they ask like simple questions and every question you get right, it donates, uh, the equivalent of 10 grains of rice, they say. They count it in Ooh. rice to um, the World Food Program. 
And I mean, it's not literal rice. It's, you know, but that's how they count it. But that's, (laughs) you know, it it generates donations from the ads on the page. And so right now, BTS Army has been the top group in, on the leaderboard in free rice for, I mean, I want to say like a year now we've been, we've been at the top, but now we have the Anpan Van journey, which is kind of like a reboot and another way to get us involved in playing with that. Um, and so there was also going to be a volunteering project where we can go out and volunteer. But of course, once COVID-19 hit that, that plan had to change. So now, Mm. um, what it does is volunteering your skills. So that's um, volunteering, like uh, we call it learning with ARMY. So people send in videos of little how-to skills that they know how to make oh. and know how to do and, you know, share that with each other. And that's, um, and that's another part of it. We also have uh, Find Me BTS, which is a challenge using Ecosia and, oh gosh, what's the other... I'm blanking on it, but I'll give it to you in a second. Um, oh. It's a search challenge using search engines that plant trees for every search that oh. you make. So a lot of the fan bases are getting involved in that and they're, you know, doing games and challenges on searching up things on the internet using these browsers and those will plant trees for every, um, every search or like maybe every 10 searches that happen, you, you plant a tree. So, um, these, these are, these are ways that people can, uh, get involved if they're not able to donate anything or, you know, um, volunteer anything. You can always play free rise. You can do the browser games and search, um, Oh, I, I didn't even mention, I'm so sorry. The, the donation uh, aspect is with the Global Food Banking Network. And mm-hmm. so um, that's, the, that's the fundraiser that we're, we're promoting, the Global Food Banking Network. And, um, you know, that is just basically they're getting people that are, you know, losing access to food and food security, um, food during the COVID-19 crisis, and mm-hmm. uh, by working with food banks. And uh, each of the fan bases that we're working with, uh, they are also have their own individual local resources because some people um, in some countries, they can't necessarily donate outside of their country. And some of them, you know, they need something more local. They would like to support something local. So in addition to the main fundraiser with the Global Food Banking Network, each of the fan bases, you know, may have their own um their own projects that they're doing so oh, okay. it's it's a pretty big project and it's sprawled out all over the place and there's <laughs> a lot of people involved in it and it's been really really fun um getting to know the people in the different um the different bases and you know translating mm-hmm. things into different languages i mean sometimes when i see armies uh, you know, the projects translated in so many languages. I'm like, wow, this <laughs> fandom is really something incredible. You know? right. I'm so proud of ARMY every single day. So this is, this is really a, a great project. And I'm, I'm so glad that we're able to, you know, all collaborate on something this big together. Right. No, that's it's going to be amazing. And I can't wait to also share that online on Twitter and everything. But also... Uh, you guys have also been working on another project, um, and it was called the Purple Podcast. I mean, would you like to talk about that or explain that to us for those who are listening? Um, yeah. So uh, the Purple Podcast, um, it's it's uh, it's on hold for right now um, because mm-hmm. of the the crisis is, is oh, yes. shaking oh. up some things. So 
Um, it was with Dive Studios, and it was basically wow. going to be a celebration of ARMY and the amazing fandom that ARMY is, and just discussing mm -hmm. the impact that we've had on each other's lives and um, around us, and just, you know, celebrating this incredible, unique fandom, you know? Yes. And so... Um, you know, I mean, we don't have a whole a whole lot of details um, on the the workings of it because we were like coming, uh, you know, collaborating. I know that the some of the proceeds were to go to charity, so um, our role in that was to help, uh, you know, facilitate that and, and uh -huh. research. Use our research team to help with that, and um, you know, look look out for armies that had stories to tell and you know ways that people have impacted each other. So we're really looking forward to it. It hasn't been. Um, canceled. It's just okay. on hold briefly. And All so right. we're definitely, definitely looking forward to that project because it's going to be really, really cool. So, you know, I, we're, we're so happy to have these opportunities. I mean, I'm so happy to, to be on your podcast as well. Oh, no, thank I'm you. I'm like big fan of your channel and tell Jose I'm a huge fan of his channel too. Oh, no. It's like, Jose. oh my gosh, this is so cool. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you. No, we, we can't wait for the Purple Podcast because it's also a platform for armies to voice out their stories. And also, it's also giving back and um, by donating and having charities. So keep an eye out for that, you guys. And also, what is a good website and social media for them to follow so they could also follow along with all the projects? Um, okay, so our social medias are all one in an army. Um, so we're one in army on Twitter, Facebook. We have a YouTube channel. We would love if you would subscribe to that channel because oh, we yes. have all of our old campaign videos. So if you would like to catch up on our past projects, and oh, all of the learning with Army um, videos are we're hosting on our channel too. So oh, awesome. if you want to see all the channels today, I learned how to draw RJ and RK from BT21, <laughs> and I also got a nice um, piano tutorial for the Truth Untold. So Ooh. those were absolutely beautiful. I did those today, and um, yeah. So there have been um, like Korean lessons and. Um, exercise body you know stretching lessons all kinds oh, of stuff what? like anything that oh armies know how to do um so that's up on our, our youtube channel one in an army on twitter uh we're also on let's see facebook instagram tumblr and amino <laughs> uh, wow. all one in an army and uh and also our website is one in an army dot org mm -hmm. and um all of this is like self-hosted we we um we pay for the the, the hosting and everything so Nothing is asking for donations or anything. This is all a volunteer project by us. So for armies That's by armies. Amazing. Oh, and you should check out um, the map. I mentioned it briefly, but it's probably mm -hmm. one of the coolest things we have now. Um, and that is a map of army projects, all army charity projects all around the world. And it's on a Google map. And um, I'm going to give you uh, the, the link on the bit.ly is army charity map you know bit.ly slash army charity map um and that will show you a global map with pins in the cities you can zoom in and see and you can click on them and see the projects you know food drives and tree plantings and all the amazing things that armies have done you definitely need to check out that map because it's one oh of my, my favorite things to pull up and just show people. And look at what we did. We're all I over the world. If you see, you can't even see some countries anymore. They're so covered in <laughs> pins, you know? Like, so um, that, that's one of my favorite things. And um, yeah, so that's, that's, uh, that's where you can find us. And mm -hmm. we, we are 
really loving having armies get on board and every mm-hmm. month someone new comes up and said I didn't even know about this and this is so cool and I want to get involved and so our family is growing and growing and growing and we just love reflecting the the beauty of army back to each other because that's what it's yeah. all about sharing positivity yeah. and love and realizing that each and every one of us is important we play a role in this community yeah definitely yeah. <laughs> thank you I, bts has thank been such an incredible inspiration and we're so thankful i mean i look listen it was some of your videos that really got me like um what? Like, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't, you know, this story is amazing. It's so incredible. How can I find out more? And then I got on Twitter and it was over from there. So, you know, go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, I just think about how each of us plays such an interesting role in, you know, bringing other people into the family and, you know, Mm -hmm. bringing the, the positivity that BTS puts in the world to others, you know? And so we're, we're all helping that and we're all reflecting that. And it's really cool. It's beautiful to see. But once again, Erica, thank you so much for taking your time to sit down, chat with us, and share your wonderful fan base thank you. named One in an Army. But please, you guys, please check them out. Check out all of the, their website. Check out their social media links if you're on Twitter, Facebook. Also, YouTube. I need to check that out because your girl needs to learn. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. Come do the, the learning with ARMY because that's, you know, a lot of people are just putting their skills into it. And it's, it's a lot of fun, so... That's so awesome. Yes. Thank you, fun. Erica. You're Hope welcome. to talk to you Thank again you. later. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Uh, so what did you think about this episode, Roseanne? It was filled with a lot of news, like always. And also, this interview mm-hmm. was really fun. To, to basically, it warms my heart interviewing people from all types of different backgrounds, especially when we have a whole fan base that's dedicated to charity and to hear about how much armies have helped a lot of people out there around the world and just show how passionate mm-hmm. and loving we are. How did you feel about this episode, Jose? Um, the same. Like, I love talking about August D. I love talking about the streams that we have every week. I'm always looking forward to talking about everything that's going on with BTS and ARMY. Um, but uh, also, you knocked it out of the park again, Roseanne. Thank you Aww. so much for stepping in. And thank, uh, you. thank you guys for understanding that, like, I couldn't make it. But... Mm-hmm. Um, Hopefully, we'll, everything will work out for our next podcast episode where we have another planned special Ooh, guest interview. Yes. Please look forward to it, guys. Can't wait. But guys, if you want to stay updated with us, follow mm-hmm. us on Twitter at Interlude Army PD. Again, that's Interlude Army PD. And that's where we post updates and things to just look forward to. And we also have our email if you want to send any type of feedback, comments, or your love army letters or voice recordings. And that email is interlude.army.podcast at gmail.com. Again, interlude.army.podcast at gmail.com. Woohoo! So that is our episode for today. Make sure to stay tuned for next week's episode. And thank you again. For tuning in and have an amazing week, you guys. Yes, thank you so much, Army, for supporting. Bye, Jose. Bye, Roseanne. Too. Have a great week. <laughs> okay, bye, guys. Kim Nam Jun, Kim So Jin, Min Yoon Yi, Jung Ho Seok, Park Jimin.